Hello, I'm Angela Scanlon and welcome to the Thanks A Million Minipods. Series 4 is on the way with a shed load of new thank yous, but while we're waiting, I thought we'd revisit the thank you next chapter of some of our guests' lives to remind us that we have got this. I love asking guests about their thank you next because it is all about silver linings. It's a period in people's lives that has been and gone, which at the time felt like a complete disaster, but in hindsight, they might even be grateful for. It's about reframing. It's about thinking of that hardship sometimes, or that period of suffering as a lesson rather than a punishment. I know. That can be hard when you're in the middle of it, but um, it's also quite a comforting thing to know that this is part of the gig. It's part of the human gig is this suffering business Um, and those challenges actually, as trite as it sounds, are what make us, what make us strong and, you know, could do with a bit of that these days. Please do not forget to subscribe so that you'll get all the Thank You Next mini-pods as soon as they are released. Plus, be the first to know about the Series 4 of Thanks A Million. And also, do share. Share on your WhatsApp group. Maybe you've got a mum's group. Share with them. Maybe with your family. Maybe your dad's a grumpy old bastard and needs a bit of an outlook change. Send it on to him. I'd be delighted to have him. This week's Thank You Next is from George Manga, a.k.a. George the Poet. He is a London-born spoken word performer, poet and rapper of Ugandan heritage. George started performing rap at 15 years old. If you haven't heard it yet, his podcast, Have You Heard George's Podcast, has won multiple awards, including five British podcast awards and a Peabody Award just, just after we recorded this episode, actually. And it is the first podcast outside the US to win such an award. It's incredible. Absolutely brilliant. I highly recommend you listen to it. He's also just won four awards at the Audio and Radio Industry Awards, also known as the Arias. Congratulations, George. Well, well deserved. Needless to say, the boy has done good and he is brilliantly eloquent, unsurprisingly, but very open and honest and I adored this chat. It was right in the thick of lockdown in a very kind of hot, hazy day and it was magic. I really liked it. (laughs) I hope you do too. Here's George the Poet's Thank You Next. (laughs) So my, my university experience is actually my thank you next. Okay, really? And there was one moment in particular, probably in my final year, where I was like, I don't think I'm made for this for this particular grind, the academic grind. You I wouldn't say my whole it. uni career was a disaster. It definitely wasn't. It was fine. It was absolutely fine. But mm-hmm. it was hard. Okay. <laughs> it was okay. so hard and it wasn't hard because of the academia alone I feel like my A-levels were harder okay so it wasn't about the workload no but the workload was was criminal that that was that was very difficult but Mm -hmm. I felt quite isolated I struggled I, I learned that's when I came out of education very clear on the fact that people learn in different ways and the way I was educated throughout high school and 
university, we really need to find more diverse ways of learning. Mm. And that's that's what that's what really like made me aware actually of how much I had learned through rap music alone. Yeah. Just through rap. And I say rap because it was so, it's been such a big part of my life forever and obviously it's been the foundation of my career. I find it interesting that almost 10 years after I started uni, I now have a career that is based on a craft that no one could have taught me in class. Yeah. yeah. No one could have, I didn't I didn't read a single book about I didn't read a book about rap until I was like 21. Not that's not because I wanted to learn the craft, it's cuz I was curious about some of the stories and the people. So what does that mean for how we learn? And when you think about all the other bits of like things that might be in your lunchbox that yeah. you picked up <laughs> from conversation and you picked up from social interaction and repeatedly engaging with the stories around you, the narratives, the ideas. There, there's so much that is just, it's, it's too vast or it happens too fast for it to be caught in a book. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because I I I remember um, speaking to a a career guidance teacher, mm. and again, you know, we place so much um, weight and importance on teachers to kind of steer us in in life, you know, mm. and they're supposed to know where to send us. Mm. And yeah, I sat with a career guidance teacher, and she, you know, I ticked a few boxes: what I was interested in, what I didn't like, what subject I was good at. She's like, oh, yeah, you're good with people. You should be a nurse. And it was literally like, mm. you know, I've added these numbers up and this is mm. the profession that's been spat out. And I remember thinking, fuck, that is like, honestly, not for me. Mm. And I thought, wow, you know, and even my mom, who was so well-meaning, I remember coming home from having done a bit of traveling and feeling like, um, completely completely lost and I'd studied business at college and mm. um you know my all of my peers had done like loads of different things and she was like well what are they all doing and I was like I like I don't care what they're all doing it doesn't fit and it doesn't mm. feel right and in a way you're kind of having to succeed in spite yeah. or or despite the lack of guidance instead of because somebody yeah. has been able to yeah. if, does that make sense it's yeah, quite it's an not. inarticulate way of putting it but you're kind of having to like fight your way through and forge and create a path without ever without somebody really you know guiding you I yeah. guess and it's really confusing because you are told or you're influenced to believe that there is a right and a wrong answer. Mm, You know, someone, like like I said, I thought that my my path to becoming, you know, influential in my community would be through law or politics. You can hear how institutionalised I was by the time Mm -hmm. I was 15 to think that because I'm a poet. That has nothing to do with either, yet it allows me to incorporate as much of what I wanted as I wanted. Yeah. Also, I guess, you know, it's maybe a parent's way of protecting. You know, they're like, if you sat down and said, I want to be a poet, it's like, yeah, but you're basically saying you want to be a fairy. You know, it's like, how are you going to pay, yep. how are you going to pay your rent, pal? Yes. You're doing law. 
get yeah. with it yeah. you know you're a bright kid forget about that nonsense um so it's like comes from a good place you know mm-hmm. um w- one of the episodes i loved you spoke to a neuro neuroscientist and a psychologist who had do- maybe the, mm-hmm. was it a psychologist or a psychotherapist they sound the same mm-hmm. um they had studied rap and you said you learned mm. so much from rap what are the things that you you learned rap comes with a skill set and that skill set can that it can include writing or performing mm-hmm. or both within those within those um skills are just it's, it's it's like a universe of your own expression so what story do you want to tell how do you want to communicate? Now, when you learn raps from a young age, you're absorbing other people's story. So you have a very, very intimate, very descriptive picture of the inside of someone's mind. Yeah. And then the music, you know what the music does, isn't it? The music just, just, just makes the whole thing vibrate within yourselves, like literally sound vibrations. You're just undergoing a very, very involved and intimate exchange when you listen to rap music. And then you start performing it. You have to find your voice. Many of us start off by imitating someone. Then we move on to um, having a, a few gimmicks that we become known for. That rabbit hole took me to a hybrid form of expression where it's partly what I was learning in school because academia was such a big part of my life and partly the changes that I was experiencing in the community at, and at that age. And I just don't know how I would have reconciled those two worlds if it wasn't for the expressive form of rap. Thank you so much, George. It is so interesting to talk about education. Honestly, I'm at that period where we're trying to get a school for the Chung one and thinking, I don't know if I want to sit and read in maths. <laughs> you don't read maths? Oops, I don't know if that's going to be the school for her, you know. Do current methods work at all? What are they going to be doing? I mean, the jobs our kids are going to be doing don't even exist now. Like TikTok, but for the corporate world, who fucking knows? Anyway, what is your thank you next? Let me know at Angela Scanlon. Maybe it's school. I'd love to hear. If you missed it, you can listen to the full episode with George the Poet, where he also talks about awards and Disney films and lots of other stuff. Don't forget to listen to his award-winning podcast too. And have you subscribed to my newsletter? It's free every morning into your inbox on a Sunday. You can have it with a bit of toast in the morning. Loads of recipes, the food and fashion kind. Lots of well-being tips. Bit of chat on crystals. Wouldn't be like me. So, yeah, subscribe. There's a link below where you can find it via Instagram on the little linky tree thing. That's really awkward, but necessary. Um, And I hope you enjoy it. Lots of love. Have a great week. For now, though, thank you, George. Who is next? Next.